Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hey, what's up? You are listening to the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. In today's episode, we are talking about the best way or most optimal way, I should say, to define your stomach, define your belly, and lose belly fat. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. The question that was sent in today was sent in by a listener that's just like you. And that's how this whole show works. It's a listener-driven Listeners just like you send in questions about health, fitness, and nutrition that I answer here on the show. So if you have a question that you want to have answered, you can submit uh, that question or many others and or many others on uh, Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. That's where you can find me every single Saturday on my story. You will see a question box that says, ask me a question. That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. I'll answer them shortly. Uh, They're on the story on Instagram there, and then I'll take them on to the show and answer them in detail and in depth like I am today, all right? Uh, Newer announcement that we have at uh, Pullman Fitness here is our basic membership. So this is a place uh, where you can follow four different kinds of programs that I have designed for you and the goal that you have uh, in mind. So for building muscle, fat loss, building your glutes, and actually activating your glutes. We have a, a whole program solely based on just learning how to squeeze your glutes and actually feel them connect. That way, when you go into your glute training, you can actually get the most out of it so you can build shape and sculpt those glutes. So if you want to follow a program that I have written specifically for that goal in mind, a program that was made professionally by a actual an actual personal trainer with years of experience, you can go ahead and get any one of those programs or all of them at pullmanfitness.com slash basic dash membership. Um, and uh, you can join there. You'll also be a part of a uh, private community with other people going through that program once you purchase that program. So if you do the glutes one, for example, you'll be thrown in with a group of other individuals that are going through that same exact program so you have support accountability. Um, And that is also where I'll be popping in from time to time just to see how you guys are doing through those programs, all right? So we got the coaching side of of, of what I do here at Pullman Fitness, and then there's the program side uh, for you to get your foot in the door, see what it's like to follow a program that I've built, <clears throat> see what the app is like that we use, all that good stuff, all right? Uh, next, if you have a, that's not what I was gonna say, if you want a faster metabolism and you enjoy listening to the show, you enjoy these episodes, uh, check out the Eat More, Get Leaner ebook. This is a detailed ebook that I wrote for you guys on how to use training and nutrition to build a faster metabolism. That way you guys can have an easier time losing body fat. Uh, it's also a great way to, to uh, show your love and support for the show. That way I can continue doing what I love, like creating episodes like this for you guys. Quick and easy, $7.00. Great way to build a faster metabolism and show your support for the show. That's at PullmanFitness.com slash store, P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash store. 
Now, if you have been listening for a while, you're maybe a, you know you're following me on Instagram or Facebook or or whatever it may be, and you want to get more involved at, at Pullman Fitness and and what I do here, you can go ahead and become a part of our private community. This is a place where we all get together to talk about one-on-one coaching with me. We talk about health and, and fitness and nutrition. I get on there uh, once once a week or so to do a live uh, webinar or a live. I hate calling it a webinar like some sort of live talk on something health and fitness related to help you guys out in your journey. Uh, We share memes on there, recipes, ideas, all that good stuff. So if you want to be a part of that group, just uh, message me on Instagram and say, that's me, or just let me know that you want to be a part of the group and I will send you a link. That way you can request to join. Lastly, uh, if you want more valuable free resources like these episodes, you want some guides and articles to further guide you along your fitness and health and fat loss, muscle building, whatever it is, journey, you can get all of that absolutely free at pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. Today's question is from Brianne underscore Sydney. And the question is, I want to lose belly fat and define my stomach. Should I focus on cardio or ab workouts? That is a great, great question. Um, I'm not going to say either cardio or ab workouts. I want to answer it in detail here for you so you can get an idea um, of where you're supposed to be with that stuff. So you want to lose belly fat and you want to define your stomach. So those are basically one and the same. Losing belly fat is going to help you define your stomach, um, but you can also define your stomach a bit more by building muscle, and we'll get into the details on what that looks like. Also, I realized you might have my voice might have carried off as I looked into the phone to read that question. I apologize um, if you didn't hear. I'll read it one more time. That way, we're all on the same page. I want to lose belly fat and define my stomach. Should I focus on cardio or ab workouts? Okay, so if you want to lose body fat, or belly fat, excuse me, and define your stomach, the most important thing that you're going to need is a calorie deficit. Now, I hate saying that. Um, I cringe as I say that. Not because it's not true. It's 100% the absolute truth. However, um, I kind of I kind of get peeved when, when other coaches shove this down people's throats just because it's, it's, it's not that it's not that black and white uh, when applied in real life. Okay, so you'll see what I mean here. So a calorie deficit, what does that mean? That simply means that over a period of time, you are burning fewer calories than you uh, are consuming, okay? Or, or sorry, you're burning more calories than you're consuming. You're consuming fewer calories than you're burning. There we go. Okay, so that's a calorie deficit. You have more calories going out than there are coming in. When you do that, your body will get rid of or utilize stored energy, aka body fat, okay? So in order to lose body fat, you have to be in a calorie deficit. Now, the reality is your body is constantly in a state of, of, of more calories coming in than going out and less calories coming in than going out. It's constantly going up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, we make it seem like one day you're in a calorie surplus, one day you're in a deficit. Um, and it, on paper, it might seem like that, but in reality, it can be different, okay? Just because those two things don't always match. What's most important is that as you're tracking your food or whatnot over time, you are consuming fewer calories than you are burning um, over time, okay? So calorie deficit, how do we make that calorie deficit happen where we are burning fewer calories than we are, sorry, burning more calories than we are consuming? Keep getting them switched up, Jesus Louise. Um, one, of, one of many ways or a few different ways, combination. So one, we can eat less, right? Because it's eating less, eating fewer calories than we burn. So we can eat less. 
Uh, or we can burn more and move more. Or we can do both of those things. We can eat less and move more. The problem, all of those are true. All of those can work. The problem is what we have to take into consideration is um, metabolic adaptation. The adaptations that our bodies make based on the environment that we put them in. Okay. So for example, when we're strength training, introducing heavier weight, our body adapts to that stimulus or adapts to that environment by getting stronger, right? If you do endurance running, your body is going to adapt to that by increasing its endurance performance, all right? Same thing goes for your food intake, your movement, your metabolism. Your body will, if you constantly eat less, 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 and less and move more and more and more, your body will adapt to that. That is a fact, okay? Um, your body will become more efficient with calories, and what that means is it will burn fewer calories at rest, and we'll get into more into depth on that too. So your body will burn fewer calories at rest in order to adapt to that new um, amount of food. Uh, think of a, um, you know, if you drove a car, for example, that could modify itself at, based on how you're driving it, right? Uh, think of a car, you know, and it can, it can, it can shape shift or whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you drive it, you know, at a good speed limit, you drive it really well, maybe you're driving on the highway a lot, it's going to become very efficient, like a Prius, in order to go long distances, um, in order to go long distances, and not burn through a lot of fuel. Same thing goes with your body, okay? If you introduce less and less and less food and you move more and more and more, your body will adapt to that. It's not going to be optimal for your body to be roasting through thousands and thousands of calories if you're only getting in, you know, 1,000 or 1,200 or 800 calories. Those are just arbitrary numbers, but those are examples, okay? So it's not going to be optimal for your body to do that. And, and many people will say, okay, that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing for a body to adapt uh, in that way. Um, and, and in the context of life and survival, that's a great thing. That's actually what we want our bodies to do. You know, let's say for some strange reason, uh, society collapsed and we're all just surviving, wondering where the next meal is going to come from. Actually, a lot of people in the world live like this today. So they're, you know, wondering where the next meal is going to come from. They're not sure what they're going to eat, when they're going to eat it. They're moving constantly to try to find it. Their body is going to adapt to make sure that they can do well and function in that type of environment. Okay, so um, that's that's kind of a, a basic adaptation lesson there. Body adapts to the environment that we put it in. So when we move less, or sorry, move more and we eat less, our body adapts to that. The problem is there's only so much eating less and moving more that we can do. Let's say your your body, you know, starts maintaining its weight at 1,200 calories, and let's take steps into consideration, 10,000 steps a day. Then you, you, you hit a plateau and make another reduction and your body then starts to adapt and it maintains its weight at 1,000 calories and 12,000 steps a day. You're starting to see like how unrealistic it is to maintain this and how unhealthy it can be to continue doing that. So how do we get around that? Okay, How do we make, how do we make it more optimal? What we need to do is increase the amount of calories that our body burns at rest. Okay. Because like I said, we have three different options when we're trying to be in a calorie deficit. Move more, eat less, or both. Uh, so we need to burn calories, and that comes from moving more, but it also comes from our resting metabolic rate, the amount of calories that our body utilizes to keep us functioning and, and doing the things that we do. So we have, we have burned calories through our metabolism, through digestion, and then through movement. Okay, so 
Movement is manual. We have to do things in order to, to move and our body adapts to that. So we have to keep doing that and increase it and increase it and increase it. That only becomes, that only is sustainable for so long. Okay. So now what we need to do is utilize our automatic calorie burn, the amount of calories that we burn automatically, just because our body needs those calories to keep us functioning. So how do we increase the amount of calories that our body burns automatically? This is through strength training, through resistance training, using a load that is challenging for the muscles, challenging for your strength, and increasing that load progressively over time, whether it's through free weights like dumbbells, uh, barbells, that would be ideal, um, machines, bands, stuff like that. Free weights are are optimal for this, but it can be effective to use a combination of like free weights and machines and cables and stuff like that. Okay. Um, so what we want to do is we want to use strength training slash resistance training to improve our strength, improve our muscle, and that will allow our body to burn more calories at rest. The more calories that we burn at rest, the less sacrifice, so to speak, we have to make in order to be in a calorie deficit. So for example, Let's say that when I start, you know, trying to lose body fat, I'm maintaining my weight at 1200 calories. Okay. My reduction from there can go to a thousand calories to try to focus on body fat, which I would never recommend because it's very low. Um, and then I would need to probably adjust it again after that. If I don't, if, if, you know, if I don't consider the adaptations being made. But if I can get myself to a place where I'm burning 2,000 calories and maintaining that same weight, now I can reduce 500 calories and be eating 1,500 calories while prioritizing fat loss. So not only do I have to make less sacrifice, but I have more freedom with my food and life isn't freaking miserable, you know? So this is what I focus on with all my clients. And this is actually something that the ebook uh, highlights uh, is using training and nutrition to build a faster metabolism, okay? So that's one thing that we need to focus on. Not sure if the last, whatever, eight minutes of this has tied together at all, but essentially what we need to be doing is increasing automatic calorie burn, your metabolism through resistance training or strength training while manipulating your nutrition, getting, making sure you're getting enough protein, perhaps slowly increasing calories over time if you've been chronically eating very few calories. Essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to set yourself up for the, a great place to be in for fat loss. And what does a great place mean? It means that you can cut out calories, add a little bit of movement, and get great results without sacrificing too much. Really is what, what I mean when I say a great place, okay? And the reason I say that and I, I say that and I want to get to that is because that's going to be easier to maintain. It's going to be much easier to maintain for years and years and years to come. Okay. So we got to focus on that. Now, as you progressively lose more and more body fat over time, you will lose body fat around your belly in your midsection. It tends to be a stubborn area for, for most people, more so in men than women, but still a lot in women. Uh, it tends to be a stubborn area. The more body fat you lose, the more it will uh, come off over time. And the reason I really recommend improving your, your metabolic rate, uh, when you're, when you're doing this is, is simply because when you, um, when you need to lose belly fat, you usually need to use, lose quite a bit of fat in order to have that stubborn area be gone. Okay. Usually like face and hands will come off first. Maybe your arms will get thinner and maybe your legs will get thinner. And then finally your, your belly fat will kind of go away. So it's going to be a long and, and challenging process to, make that happen. It's going to take a lot of consistency and a lot of diligence, but you can certainly do it. Okay. Now, when you lose overall body fat, like I said, the belly fat will eventually go away. Now, the thing is though, 
even if you lose belly fat, you could not have a defined stomach. It's a possibility. And usually that's because you don't have enough muscle down there. A lot of people want to focus on losing body fat in order to show off their abs. But the issue is a lot of people don't even have the abs to begin with. And what a lot of people overlook is that in order to have that that defined stomach that you're looking for, you actually need to focus on building your ab muscles. You need to focus on really building your abs, okay? That comes from same stuff that you would use to build your butt or your back or your chest or your biceps, whatever. You're going to use heavy, heavy, heavy weight, meaning challenging for the rep range that you're in, heavy weight and low to moderate rep ranges, generally speaking, depending on where you've been, what your exercise history is, that'll determine what exactly you need. But generally speaking, that's what you can do to help build your abs. So like weighted ab movements, like a physio ball crunch that uses the, the, the weight or resistance of your complete upper body, a reverse crunch that uses the weight or resistance of your entire lower body, a kneeling cable crunch that uses the resistance of the, the plates on the stack, something like that to really build and develop those abs. Now, as you build those abs and then as body fat is lost over time, that stomach will be more defined. So those two elements are absolutely key because if you have the muscle, but have all the body fat, your abs aren't going to show. If you have no muscle, but lose all the body fat, your abs aren't really going to show much, show much. It's about building the muscle underneath, losing body fat, and then they will show more and more. And the more muscle you have underneath, the more they will look to find even at higher body fat percentages. For example, someone who has, you know, smaller underdeveloped ab muscles might need to get to 12% body fat just for like a woman, for example, you know, 12 or 14% body fat for them to show. Whereas if they had developed ab muscles, they might get them to show at 16 or 17% body fat. These are just examples. Okay. Just numbers to spit off the top of my head for an example. Okay. Um, but it's super important to build those. So I know this has been a 17 minute, um, response, but I wanted to make sure I got into the details of why you need to focus on what you need to focus on. So I would focus both on strength training for every single movement and muscle that's involved, that's going to help you build a faster metabolism. Uh, your nutrition, I would prioritize being in a calorie deficit over time. Um, I would focus on prioritizing enough protein anywhere from like 1 to 1.4 grams of protein per pound of fat-free mass. Okay, per pound of fat-free mass, not total body weight. Um, and then, uh, you know, really focus on developing those abs. Now, you can incorporate cardio most certainly. However, keep in mind that your body does adapt to the environment you put it in. So if you use cardio as your main means of exercise, your body is going to adapt by learning how to burn fewer calories in the same cardio session. So we're getting back to the whole, you know, you're having to do more for the same effect because your body is adapting type of thing and eat less for the same effect. That's why strength training is so great. And the more that you do strength training, the more effective cardio can become when you implement it. That doesn't mean you should stay away from all cardio. That doesn't mean that if you do one cardio session, you're going to slow your metabolism down. You just have to take a look at your training program and see what you're prioritizing. You know, are you doing an hour of cardio five times a week and lifting twice a week? Then you're definitely prioritizing the cardio. Are you doing lifting, you know, four times a week and one 30-minute session of cardio or two 15-minute sessions of cardio? Great. You just got to figure out what you're prioritizing and send the right signal to your body in order to set it up for a place where it's optimized to lose body fat. And again, all of this sounds daunting, can be extremely overwhelming, but the ebook that I wrote for you guys um, at PullmanFitness.com slash store will detail, like will step-by-step walk you through this and make it stupid simple for you guys to implement this in your life. All right.
So I hope this helps in some way. If you know someone that could benefit from this episode that would want to listen to it, make sure you share it with them um, and spread the love. Let them know this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom-tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.